All right, welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host, and today we are lucky enough to have 12th Planet on the line. Welcome to the show. Hey, Scott, how you doing? I'm doing great today. What are you up to, 12th Planet? Oh, man, oh, strictly the usual, man, just working in the studio, trying to uh, finish up uh, a, a bunch of brand new songs before I hit the road and hit tour with Skrillex on the Mothership Tour. Perfect, perfect. Now, 12th Planet. You have a great name, and I was hoping that you could tell me the story of your name, where it came from, and how it relates to your music, because it's a great story. The story comes from uh, uh, these cuneiform clay tablets, you know, that were found in, like, Iraq, like, in the 1800s, and when they uh, deciphered the, the language, uh, they, they, they found this, like, interesting, like, story of the creation of Earth and, the, and pretty much our solar system, and it has to do with this uh, planet that revolves in a bi-elliptical orbit, which means it, it's part of two different solar systems. And whenever it, it comes into our solar system once every 3,600 years, um, it, like, causes all kinds of chaos and stuff like that. Plus, I went to Catholic school, like, my whole life. So, like, like when I read the book, The Twelfth Planet, it's by this guy named Zachariah Sitchin, who, like, basically, you know, is the authority on this matter. It appears that the stories all correlate throughout history without, you know, with, with the, 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 the temple, or I mean, the Parthenon that has 12 gods and the Pantheon that has 12 gods, the Hindu Vedas that have 12 gods, Jesus with 12 disciples and all this stuff, like it just all like kind of clicked. So um, that's kind of where the, you know, the inspiration for the name came from. Like how it correlates to my music is this story is that uh, it's this planet that comes you know, not very often, but when it does come, it causes all sorts of creation and madness and chaos and stuff like that. So that's kind of like why I took the name and I felt like really a part of it. Plus, it's a number. So when you get booked at festivals or when you're looking for music, like I'm going to come up above like, you know, the letter A. <laughs> 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 it's an awesome coincidence, man. It's strange like how everything works out. <laughs> Yo, this is 12 Planet, Los Angeles Dubstep Ambassador, and this is the interview show. Peace.
Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host, and today we are lucky enough to have 12th Planet on the line. Welcome to the show. Hey, Scott. How are you doing? I'm doing great today. For those who haven't heard of you before, you are known as America's Dubstep King and also the American Dubstep Ambassador. So, <laughs> what's the best and worst part of having those mantles? It sets the bar pretty high uh, because you have to you know, compete at a certain uh, caliber every night and you have to, when you're working on songs, uh, you know, you want to make sure you're, they're, they're really good. And I'm honored by the term, but, you know, it's also like, uh, I just, you know what, now that I think about it, like, you can call me king, call me prince, whatever, just don't call me, like, garbage, you know. I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, there's not much risk of you being called garbage on this show, I think. I'm definitely a fan. <laughs> Thanks, man. No worries. So now I would love you to talk a little bit about dubstep because a lot of people are going to be listening to this. They're never going to have heard of dubstep before. So I would love it if you could explain what that is in words. Um, dubstep basically um, in its purest form, it's uh, music that's made at 140 beats per minute, yet the main uh, the main drums are halftime, uh, which makes it at 70 BPM. And it's, uh, you know, identified by the, the crazy bass lines that are being created in the music. Granted, it's like kind of a, it's like a touchy subject for me because I've been in the dubstep for like a really, really, really long time. And the, the music that's getting made now um, isn't anything like where dubstep comes from, you know what I mean? 
Like, I remember a time when it's like Horsepower and Benny Hill, you know, digital mystics and artwork and abstract. And, yeah, it's, it, 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 it's, it's a whole different monster now. I think with the injection of, like, people coming from, like, trance and heavy metal and electro and drum and bass, all those kind of influences have all, like, come into the play and has made the production value of the music go up exponentially. Like, from five years ago, the sound was so basic and so minimal, and that's what the beauty was behind it. It was that it was simple and easy to dance to, and now it's just like everything is shock value. Like, what can, when, when the song drops, like, how, what big of reaction or what kind of reaction are, we, are you going to get? So I think that's like what is driving the music now. And, and I, I wouldn't say that it's necessarily dubstep anymore. It's some other beast. And it's the beast that I love. And it's, it's what I wake up and I think about every day. <laughs> Cool. This is exactly why I wanted to talk to you, because it seems to me that when you go to a dubstep show these days, there can be like a hip-hop-influenced track, there can be a ravey track, there can be a lecturish track, and they're all merged into the same set. And I think that is very, very interesting. And I like how you use the word shock value. So I was hoping you could talk a little bit about how you approach a DJ set. Um, I think uh, the way I approach a DJ set is uh, I'm thinking four tracks ahead every time and it's a constant build. What are you trying to work up to? What kind of reaction are you trying to get from the crowd? Are you trying to make them dance? Are you trying to rip their face off? Are you trying to, uh, you know, get the girls to come up on stage? Are you trying to get people to sing along? I think all these different um, concepts come into play if they're in the middle of a set because you want to make your, your, your set like this journey through, you know, what you call music. And for that one hour or two hours that, that you're up there, you're, like, telling the people what they're going to do. You're telling them how they're going to react and how they're going to dance and stuff like that. Big build-ups, everything, you got to treat them as weapons, man. The, the, the music, they're like, they're like guns and swords and knives and stuff like that. And you're just kind of, like, going to war with people's emotions, really. Nice, nice. I love how you say that because I was reading a quote of yours the other day where you were talking about your dream was to sell out and get a corporate sponsor that's a weapons contractor. If there was such thing as a 12th planet weapon, what would that be? Oh, man, it's got to be my song Youth Blood, uh, the, or the remix that we did for Little Gender, me and my partner Flinch. That works every single time in the dance floor. Sure enough, the girls will sing along, and sure enough, they're, they're going uh, to be shaking their, their, their behind. <laughs> Yo, this is 12 Planet, Los Angeles Dubstep Ambassador, and this is the interview show. <laughs> awesome. I use my use blood to get through the
Bennett, L.A. Dubstep Ambassador, and this is the interview show. I think that's one of my, my negative sides, too, is that it, I, I don't work as fast as a lot of the, the new artists and some other artists because I'm, uh, I'm very detail-oriented. And a, most of my track, I'd say, like, maybe 90% of the songs that I've worked on all have, like, you know, 70 or 80 different elements in the track. And I don't know... If you if you know much about production, but most most people when they make songs they only use about twenty or twenty five sounds and things like in there. And I'm using like seventy, eighty each time. Like each uh, edit, you know, I'm spending like you know twenty minutes on or thirty minutes on. You have somebody that's sort of there to check you and make sure that you don't put too much into it. No, I mean, like a lot. I do a lot of collaborations too. So that's the only like the only time that really comes into play. But I, I, I'm like a boxer that I know when it's time to retire. The last two years straight, I've, I've been touring like nonstop. And so the only time I'd even get studio time would be when I went over to my friend's house, like in a different city, and I could work on, on their machine. Or when, I'm, when I come home, there's so many different artists that are coming through Los Angeles that I'm really good friends with. And we were always, like, wanting to make songs together because you see them on the road. And, you know, the first thing you're like, yo, we should make a tune together. And then finally you get that opportunity to do it. It just happens that that's, like, almost an everyday occurrence over here now. Uh, I love collaborating with people and seeing how other people work and just, you know, seeing things from the outside of, uh, outside the box. Excellent, excellent. I'd love to talk about, you did a track with Datsik, and he's a local guy. So I would love it if you could talk about that track a little. Oh man, Dantzig was one of my favorite artists, and um, my a buddy of mine that I signed one of my first records to. Uh, his name's Juan Basehead. He uh, discovered Dantzig because Dantzig was just, you know, uh, passing out his songs on Dubstep Forum, and you know it wasn't really getting that big of a reaction. But once Juan kind of like uh, found him and started passing all his songs around and stuff like that, and like. A lot of people and, and uh, started to catch wind, and uh, he was just making this great music. And I think within the first six months of me meeting him, like which was about three or four years ago, uh, we just hit it off really well, and uh, we decided to collaborate. And I sent some stems over, and then I went to you know his parents' pad in uh, Kelowna, and we just worked on that song. It's called Tex Mars, and uh, it hit number one on Beatport. And it was a, a really big deal because that's the first time I ever got a number one track. And it was, a, you know, one of my favorite producers of all time. So I love that sick, man. <laughs> Dubstep Ambassador, and this is the interview show. I love that sick man. <laughs> uh, he's a genius. He's his skills in the synthesizer massive, or you know, uncanny. Him and I think uh, as far as synth programming, like him and and, and Skrillex are, are like my and, and Rob Swire from Pendulum are like the three best you know synth, synthesizer programmers. So I learned a lot of that kind of stuff from him and. 
you know, and I, that, that was that was one of the funnest projects that I've been a part of. Okay, the one last thing that I wanted to touch on with you is that, like Skrillex, you came from another genre and came into dubstep. Now, yeah, Skrillex came from like a more of a heavy metal or I'll say a rock background, and you yeah. came from drum and bass. Well, from drum and bass to dubstep isn't like that much of a change, because it's like it's all British subculture music and it's considered to be urban over there. But it's just you know it's the the, the sound of the youth. And uh, I, I discovered dubstep when I was touring uh, as a drum and bass DJ. Um, I discovered dubstep at, you know, a rave out there. And I trying to, like, trace it all back. It's all, it's all kind of hazy. Just for people who haven't heard of drum and bass before, I would love it if you could give a quick explanation of what drum and bass is and compare it to dubstep. Okay. Uh, drum and bass is a music that's... Uh, it's... Uh, it's categorized 175 beats per minute, which is really, really fast. It's like double hip-hop, which is basically where the breakbeat came from because, you know, they would play hip-hop records and then, or, and then speed them up really, really, really fast, like from 33 uh, revolutions per minute to um, 45 revolutions per minute. And... Uh, drum and bass you know it's British subculture and it's the same as kind of like dubstep it's categorized by having big drums and crazy bass lines and um, it's the same kind of attitude it's like this come as you are mentality it's not like how you're dressed or or what you look like or where you come from it's just another music that's kind of got a melting pot of all kinds of different genres uh, driving the, 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 the car for lack of a better term. So how does a guy from L.A. get into a U.K. form of music? I've always just been in the, you know, British subculture, like whether it be like punk or hardcore or jungle or drum and bass and dubstep or, you know, the uh, British indie scene. Like I've always like had a fascination with that stuff. And Canada, too. I love that stuff, too. Um, I, I guess I just like all music, and that's how I got really into drum and bass being coming from LA plus like you know um, with technology with the internet and record stores and Napster and all that stuff it's really easy to like go looking for the kind of music that you really want to listen to you don't have to always listen to what's playing on top 40 radio not that I'm not saying that top 40 radio is bad I'm just saying uh, there's in America they don't play drum and bass or hardcore or dubstep or even electro on the radio here so you got to go searching on the internet to find it so that's how i found and discovered drum and bass and from drum and bass all my counterparts were getting into dubstep too and i remember getting when i was getting into it like there's a lot of resentment from you know the drum and bass community towards dubstep and everyone's like oh man it's just like slow jungle and slow dubstep or slow drum and bass the production isn't that great uh you know I don't know why people like this. And, uh, you know, a couple singles and a couple artists in the rough, like people like Rusko and Scream and Banga, like they, sh- they changed the face of the music. They, 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 made, they made it acceptable, and they made these songs that sounded like they were being produced, like, you know, in the year 2070. So it was only the logical progression if you're listening to, you know, drum and bass was to 
to start feeling out uh, electro and, and dubstep. Excellent. So, look, 12th Planet, I loved having you on the show. I'm a big fan of your music. Thank you very much for your time tonight. No problem, man, and good luck with the show. Let me know when it uh, airs. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, as we leave, I would love it if you could pick one of your tracks, and we're going to play out to it. I'd like to end this one out with the... It's a song that I've done with Drew Akali. It's called Reasons, and this is the Dr. P remix. Uh, the Reasons Dr. P remix is probably one of the biggest songs that I've ever been a part of, and... Uh, it was a it was a remix by this guy, uh, Dr. P, who's based out in England, and he runs a record label called Circus. And right now, he's one of the major major artists in dubstep. But when I got the remix from him, you know, he was just switching from drum and bass to dubstep. And I think this remix, and along with two other songs that he made, kind of catapulted him to you know a top top position. No, this is Twelve Planet. LA dubstep ambassador and this is the interview show. Testify come raise your hand, make a face from sound system, touch this guy from elation, fade away or commotion. Testify come raise your hand, make a face from sound system, touch this guy from elation. Go the people know it's gotta play a tune that lasts forever. Come correct, come shoot not beta. Take the load up through your shoulder. That tight bugging, keep the finishing in. Looking at life and the touch and the finding. Without killing the hope on me. Let me see how we move the day out. Got the idol for the idol talking. Make a motion for the god pick me. Looking for a rider, then come see me. Looking for a rhythm, the one bless me. Go up the dance, now jump on the table. Fight the ascent and if you forget full. Come look it up till the body get fit. Move to the top of the list. What we give them?